The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I don't care what they're going to say, but the storm rage on. Cold never bothered me anyway. These are the tales of fantasy football past as you've never heard them. Our guests tell stories blending fantasy football production on and off field moments memories of personal fantasy football catastrophe and elation and yes alcohol we do the work you tell the story these are the fantasy football stories i'm russ fisher and i'm going to tell you a story of calvin johnson kind of sort of almost maybe we'll see uh, well as uh, these fine gentlemen tell me calvin johnson apparently went to georgia tech I he came into the league in 2007. I started playing fantasy a little before then, so which means I did not pay attention at all to college or anything by then. But Calvin Johnson got drafted second overall that year before the powerhouse drafted before Calvin Johnson was the powerhouse, the awesomest, the game-changing Jamarcus Russell. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Raiders fans, but. <laughs> The Codeine King. That arm, though. That arm. You can't teach that. Yeah, he's the, yeah, the problem was he had a beer in one hand and a football in the other. And, and he's one of the very few football players that have a bit, well, non, non-linemen to have a bigger beer that than I do. I mean, he's still faster than I am. I guess that's true. But he's still, I, I could probably throw it, well, he could throw the ball further. I could probably throw it as accurate as he could. That's probably a lie, too. Maybe he'll get to say it. Um, what, what's, one, what's one thing you're better at than Jamarcus Russell? <laughs> Not getting fired. You were searching. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I get to get fired from a job. How about that? Right. That's what we were looking for. Uh, no, so the reason I wanted to talk about Calvin Johnson is it's really funny. Like, Calvin, because playing fantasy football when Calvin Johnson was in the league, Calvin Johnson was literally just not fair. Like, you know how at the end of every year, like if you're a commissioner, you, you put a post out and says, all right, well, I'm looking for league changes for next year. Anything you want to make the league better, anything you want to change, anything you want to do differently. If it was my league or if it was anyone else's, anytime that post came out, I would, I would reply, Calvin Johnson is ineligible to play because it's just not fair. Like, this was... Running backs were still the thing back then, like the first three rounds of drafted running backs. And Johnson was the exception, and that just, you know, he just, it wasn't fair. 
but we were watching the 50 best Calvin Johnson plays, and every single play, it could be a like a slant pass. But the thing is, he took the slant over two dudes and then ran past three others while dragging a dude by his foot. Like it was literally unfair. And oh yeah, he caught the ball in one hand behind his head. Like so, Calvin Johnson literally just wasn't there. And that's the that's the like Calvin Johnson literally to me changed fantasy football in for many many reasons because. We do tight end premium these days, so you can help the guys catch up to Travis Kelsey or catch up to Gronk or catch up to, you know, those guys like Jimmy Graham, all those guys back then. Like, I feel like TPR was to help people catch up to Calvin Johnson. Like you were saying before, every once in a while, he had a, he had a game with like three catches, and you're like, oh, so he, he, he must not have done very well. Well, it was three catches for 125 yards and two touchdowns. It's just like, oh, never mind. Okay. No, yeah, it's awesome. I wish I wish I had a time machine because this would be an enormous waste of time that I would not waste my time with. But like if I had my flux capacitor hooked up to my twenty sixteen Subaru legacy, I would go back in time and research who got how many times Calvin Johnson got tackled inside the two yard line. And then everyone else in the NFL put together. Calvin Johnson would still goddamn win. It was Infuriate. You can't say infuriating because the Dills do still put up 125 yards and two touchdowns, but like it should have been three touchdowns <laughs> because like he got tackled inside the two so many guys, like at least once a game, that dude got tackled inside the two. It was freaking infuriating. Oh. So, so was Calvin Johnson a disappointment? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying he could have been better. That's all I'm saying. Like, he was great, he was good, but he could have. He could have scored more points. He left, he left points on the field. <laughs> I feel like a college coach in a movie that says that. <laughs> uh, can, can we just go back? To, so so that's what you would do if you had a time machine? <laughs> well, I, that's one of the things I would do because let's face it, I could do anything I goddamn want but just keep going back. But absolutely, yes. I don't know how long the Subaru legacy is going to last, though. <laughs> Hey, 2015, you can buy plutonium at the corner store. It's fine. That's right. Okay. Calvin Johnson. Hold on. Gosh. Reload. We'll always, hold on for, we'll always hold on for the scotch. What kind of scotch you drinking here? I was about to say, I am drinking Lock Lamond 18 years. Um, mm. I have no idea what this is. It's, it's pretty delicious, but... It was a Christmas present from my in-laws. They asked me what I wanted. I said, find something with a number higher than 12 and I'll drink it. Because I, don't, I, don't, I won't spend the money on a bottle that's 18 years. So that's pretty much what I said. Just, I don't care what it is. Find me something with an 18 or higher. I didn't want to say 18. It was like if they, if they, like they found a 24 or something, I wasn't going to say no. So yeah. I'm going to find something higher than 12 and go buy it. Scotch, scotch, scotch. I love scotch. There's Kyle. <laughs> Down in my belly. With a great contribution <laughs> from the clouds. <laughs> I remember Stafford coming out, and Stafford was, like, such a big deal. Like, he had such a strong arm, and he was so good. But, like, when it came down to it, he threw the ball to Calvin Johnson. Like, that, that's all he did. And he was good. And we were taught, like, let's... We were listing some of the quarterbacks before Matt Stafford. Drew Stanton, 
Dan Orlowski, John Kitna. I'm sure they're wonderful human beings. They were not very good quarterbacks. Let's just put it out there. So what do you do if you're not a very good quarterback with a not very good offensive line on a terrible team? Close your eyes and throw the ball near Calvin Johnson. But there's some people that wide receivers that need time to develop into the league. When you're 6'5", 220, and run faster than most of the defensive backs in the league, or at least at the time, they're the best athletes in the league, it don't matter. You don't need time. You just need to exist and put your hand in the air because like, you'll catch the ball over them or around them or through them because he has like an eight-foot wingspan. I love the um, – usually it's like, yeah, you just got to throw the ball in the area. No, Russ is – you just need to exist. Yes. Close your eyes, throw the ball on the side of the field. But it doesn't matter where near the ball Calvin Johnson was. That dude still somehow adjusted to the ball and had the body control of that six foot five, two twenty, eight foot wingspan that I'm sure was actually real and I'm not making that up. It's a, he was able to control all that to catch the ball as long as it was within that eight feet. Which yep. with That's him, right. eight yeah, feet confirmed. It's confirmed. Most of these quarterbacks these days, it would just be unfair again if Calvin Johnson were alive and playing with these guys. So yes, I would say. Calvin Johnson is alive. Uh, to be fair, unconfirmed, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, man, now I'm just thinking like, what it would be like with the quarterbacks these days, like in the league that is these days, where so much more passing than there was ten years ago, or however many years ago. Like that was just. Oh, I mean, you you give you give Calvin Johnson to Mitch Trubisky. Oh my God, that would be so much fun. <laughs> It's like, I know, like, I love Allen Robinson, but let's face it, he's no Calvin Johnson. Look how well Allen Robinson does with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Okay, so. (laughs) So here, here is a life lesson that I learned from Calvin Johnson indirectly. And I have a t-shirt to prove it. That I'm not wearing right now. Right now, by the way, CLF T-shirt. Gotta rip, gotta rip my job. Shut up. Um. So I did, I made a fantasy championship. I can't remember what year it was, but it was one of the last. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Oh, by the way, if you're ever looking for good ideas of what to do to commemorate your fantasy championships, I used to make pint glasses for all the oh. teams I won. Um, nice. This is. The scruffy, scruffy looking nerd herders. It's a combination of Star Wars. You ever watch Chuck? The show Chuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that show. And they were the nerd herders, so I took a nerd herder logo and put a lightsaber, very crudely put a lightsaber in his hand. <laughs> um, so, I, it was the championship game, and I, did the, I had both Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate on my, on my fantasy team. So I do the smart thing, and I play Calvin Johnson because you have Calvin Johnson on the team to play him. And Golden Tate outscores Calvin Johnson, and I lost the championship. And it turns out if I started Golden Tate instead of Calvin Johnson, I would have won. So my cousin, who is... <laughs> he, my, my wife's entire... It's my wife's cousin. Their entire family is engineers, and they deservedly so. Um, he, deservedly so. 
He's like, well, you made the wrong decision. You should have started Golden Tate. And I'm like, no. Before the game, the smart move was to start Calvin Johnson because he's goddamn Calvin Johnson. You don't start Golden Tate, who has scored less points, less points per game. There's nothing, you know, matchups don't matter with Calvin Johnson. Everything going into this game says, I should be starting Calvin Johnson. But you lost, so you're wrong. Process over goddamn results. And, like, that is, like, such a goddamn motto in my life these days. And Roto Wear does make a shirt that says process, you know, over results. And I wear that with pride these days because Calvin Johnson helped teach me that, not only teach me that lesson, but a good way to convey that lesson. Because all you could do is make the best decision with the information you have in front of you. The information I had in front of me was start goddamn Calvin Johnson. And yes, it didn't work out for me in the end. The process over goddamn results, and I, I'm still bitter about losing that, which is the best thing. Clearly, because I'm drinking and complaining about it. What, 10 years later? Probably more. <laughs> if you say right, process over over. results one more time, it'll feel even better. Process over results. <laughs> so uh, if a quarterback retired from the NFL and started writing for Dynasty League football, uh, and started to get more and more popular, what would he be? I don't know. A trend dilfer. <laughs> no. That's why we have Mike on here, just to make Kyle feel okay. No, I, uh, he, got, I, 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 he got one of one of four of us to laugh. I have had two of these trolls, Java head stouts, and two glasses of Loch Lomond 18 scotch, and I did not laugh at that. Not even a flinch. Not even. Like, I straight up right into the camera staring. Just like, right. That's what you're drinking, Lagavulin? Ooh, oh, God, no. Loch Lomond. I want to buy a, a goddamn bottle of Lagavulin just because Ron Swanson drinks it, and that would make me feel more manly. Oh, the Gabagool? I watched... Hold on. I watched Parks and Rec like four times before I real I knew that Lagavulin was a real scotch. I had no idea. Like, I thought they just made up a name. And then, like, I saw it was real. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to drink that. And I still haven't done anything about it. But, like, I definitely need a bottle of that in my life. With the scotch on the side. If it comes on top, I'll send it back. <laughs> the Gabagool, I... Sopranos, which hopefully people listening are old enough to have watched The Sopranos. Um, but yeah, but there was an episode where he said Gabagool with Tony Soprano. Oh, hi, puppy. He like drunk and he's not to acknowledge the puppy you bring on. Monty. Uh, he said Gabagool like eight times and I thought he was having a stroke. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy saying? I had no idea it was Capricola because. I'm a human being, and I read words with the letters that are in those words. Another puppy! <laughs> Where's mine? Mine's upstairs. I'm not going upstairs. Mike? Go get a dog, Mike! I got, I got, I got nothing. You've got about uh, 30 we, seconds to get a dog. <laughs> what was that right. about? <laughs> talking about dogs. This is yeah, a dog podcast. I think you're... Ch- you're, you're your championship uh, run there. Did you ever finish that story? 
I, I, I just blocked out whatever you were talking about. It's so gone. Uh, that one failed. Um, one of my very first drafts was Adrian Peterson's second season. And Adrian Peterson's, Adrian Peterson's first season was awesome. Like, he didn't really play the first, like, four games. And then he was Adrian Peterson after that. I had the second pick overall that next year. And back then, LaDainian Tomlinson was the easy one-on-one. It didn't matter what you did, who you did, what you played. LaDainian Tomlinson was the first pick. I had the second pick. And I'm like, he can't, Adrian Peterson can't do that again. I'm going to take Brian Westbrook. And that was the year, that was one of Brian Westbrook's like last years because he was injured for half the season and just did awful. So after that, I'm just like, fuck running backs, man. I don't care. I don't care that I would have taken a running back instead of this running back, but I hate running backs. They're the worst. So after that, I pretty much drafted Calvin Johnson as soon as I could, anytime I could, whenever I could. So yeah, Calvin Johnson was on a lot of my teams back then because even, I mean, now I am known for hating running backs and never paying for them, but that that's kind of where it started was back then because I always wanted Calvin Johnson on the team. So Brian Westbrook made you hate running backs? Yes, he ruined running backs for me, 100%. I mean, no, he was awesome when he was healthy when he was playing. Good question. What was the question? <laughs> no, I just said good question. Well, yeah. No, yeah. Yes or no questions are always the best way to get people the same heart. He also taught me that in retail. You're not allowed to say, can I help you? You say, oh, how can I help you today? There you go. You just say, can I help you? They could say no. You can. <laughs> oh, man, I could talk about retail for longer than I could talk about Calvin. I worked so much of that. It was the fucking worst. The customer is always right. It's the worst best, thing that happens to Best me. retail story. So well, I worked at GameStop for a while, which, God, I wish they gave me stocks back then. Um, and I thought you'd have the inside info. God, no. Though I did make a lot of money when Activision purchased Midway Games. So I had some little inside info there, so I made a couple of money on those. That's the only stock move I ever made, was buying a bunch of, of uh, Activision because, yeah, Midway bought Activision. I can't remember which direction it was, but that doesn't even matter. So this one little little. Are you are you admitting are are you admitting to <laughs> insider <laughs> trading <laughs> trading on the record? Statute of limitations. Um, <laughs> yeah, some yeah the the SEC is going to come bust me for the eighty seven dollars I made ten years ago. That's now that was like almost twenty years ago. Um, and some little kid picks up a copy of NBA, NBA Live. I can't remember what year it was. Like, yo, should get, you should give me this game. What the hell would I give you this game? <laughs> yo, you should give me this game because my brother's in it. Like, I don't No, he's not. I don't care. Get out of here. Yo, my brother's in this game. You should give it to me. And then J.R. Smith walks in. He's like, sorry, don't pay attention to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no, J.R. Smith is from, a, yeah, he's, he's from Central Jersey, so... <laughs> Did J did JR pay for the game for his brother? Oh no, he put the game down and walked the hell out. He literally was just like sorry. Man. Told him, no, you can't have. Like literally like <laughs> covered his face so like no one could see like his brother embarrassing him. Uh, oh man, no. Like, like so many stupid shit happened. Like one guy told me he was gonna cock smack me, cock smack me once. Like in front of other people. Sounds harsh. So like I literally he's like he, and it was like an older gentleman with his like 10 year old child and like, so he says this to me and I like take a step back and like and I just look I like 
looks him directly in the eyes, leans forward, and I'm like, does that mean you're going to smack me in the cock or smack me with your cock? <laughs> and he just, like, stares at me, pays for the game, and leaves. Guy cock smacks him in the soul. That's what I did. <laughs> with your words. With your <laughs> Linguistics, baby. <laughs> So, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson, yeah, let's talk about football. <laughs> Calvin Johnson retiring out of nowhere with a bigger punch in the gut than Andrew Luck retiring in a Super Bowl sleeve. Like, because Calvin, like, Andrew Luck was awesome. He was really, really good. But he wasn't, like, the runaway quarterback one. Calvin Johnson, like I said before, was unfair. If you wanted him to not count, if you didn't have him on your team, you wanted him to not count in fantasy football. Like, that's what Calvin Johnson was. And then, like, if you had him on your team, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know I'm awesome, but I'm just going to retire. Wait, no, I just started Dynasty. Don't do this. What? No. No. Hold on. Calvin, no. Change your mind, man. Don't do it. Don't. I'm depending on you. He retired anyway. He didn't get what I had to say. But, like, it was, it was awful. It was just like, oh, well, shit. Is 30 old? 30 must be old now. And just like ever since then, it's like a player hits 28 and you're just like, no, I can't trade for that dude. He's going to retire in a year and a half. Like Calvin retired at 30. Every, every, every wide receiver is going to retire at 30. I don't think that's how it works. Maybe it's just one dude. Nope, not going to do it anymore. And yes, of course, like I said, like now people do research. Screw that. I don't do research. You got, oh man. Like, you should share how much research, research you do for this show. Like, but I, say I, that I, three I, times fast. I can't say it one time. No. <laughs> um, the funny thing is I couldn't say it sober either. Um, like, I told you like a day and a half ago we were talking about Calvin Johnson. And I'm like, all right, so they'll pull, like, his fantasy stats for his career or something. They pulled, like, six pages. And then we, we watched a, a video of, like, two, three videos of well, Calvin Johnson, and how freaking awesome he was. Like they, 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 these guys put work in. Don't let them fool you with their lackadaisical attitudes and funny quips and all of that stuff. They, these guys work, and I didn't read a single stitch of it. So, you know. <laughs> but I appreciate the work they put in. Okay, so one way that I think Calvin Johnson changed fantasy football was because the dude was just legit unfair, and I think we. Uh, like, you know, I, I joked that PPR was a way to make people catch up to, you know, Calvin Johnson, but it was true. Like, that, they needed that. Like, you needed Jarvis Landry catching, like, not at the same time, but, you know, you needed dudes catching 10 balls to catch up to Calvin Johnson and three for one twenty five hundred discussion. Um, but, man, like, I know that nowadays, like, we get smarter every day that goes on, especially, you know, with Twitter and with people that actually care about numbers these days, so they actually look into, you know, things as opposed to just, you know, anecdotal, which was much more fun because you can make stuff up as you went along. But, like, Calvin Johnson retiring out of nowhere at 30 broke fantasy football. Like, it broke wide receiver value in Dynasty. We were talking before, like, his retirement was, like, when I started in Dynasty. And all of a sudden, a dude hit 29, and everyone's like, not going to risk it. Don't want that guy. He could retire next year. I don't know. 
One dude retired at 30. It doesn't mean anything. Of course, now we understand that there's an age cliff around the 29, 30-year-old. So a dude hits 27 and we need to sell because he's two years away from that age cliff and I can't have a descending asset on my team. But seriously, like him retiring out of nowhere killed wide receiver dynasty value. And, and it's, it's, I think it, I don't even know if people know that anymore. But especially because, man, like I don't know if half the people playing dynasty were cognizant. To actually watch Calvin Johnson, like I the wish I was drunk. Yeah, I wish I could like say that was because I was drunk, but no, the I mean, you caught it though, right? We should. Why are you live streaming this? I feel like this is great video to watch someone just ridiculously <laughs> drunk making videos of themselves. I would have allowed you to do it. I don't care. <laughs> Assuming I don't just start. It's still early. We may, we may go down that avenue. Five minutes later. <laughs> go for it, man. He was like, I love players that destroy trends. And back then, it really was, I mean, man, let's face it, back then, the first 10 picks in the dynasty in a redraft startup, I mean, he was running back some quarterbacks. Like, back then, you drafted Aaron Rodgers and Arian Foster in the first. But Calvin Johnson was that dude that was always drafted in, like, the top five picks anyway. It didn't even matter. So that's Part of like like I said before, that's what that's what grew my love of Calvin Johnson and turned into grew my love of wide receivers because you had that dude and he was just so different and so awesome that it was just one of those things that made your team and made you root for something like different than what everyone else was rooting for. And that's that's again like I mean I joked before about Brian Westbrook and all of that stuff, but man, like Calvin Johnson was really like do you know anyone that didn't like Calvin Johnson that didn't root for Calvin Johnson? Okay, besides people that were fans of other teams in the, in the NFC North. Yeah, probably Bears fans. Yeah, like, you know. But, like, anyone outside of that, it's like everyone loved watching Calvin Johnson play. And even if you were a fan of those other teams, you respected the hell out of Calvin Johnson, even if you hated watching him play because he destroyed your team. Players like that, it's just like they transcend fandom. They transcend positional care. It's just like one of those guys where it doesn't matter if you build your team through running backs. You feel good when Calvin Johnson's on your team. There aren't many other players in general that are like that. Like even like right now, like Christian McCaffrey, like it's funny, like today there was a tweet going around like uh, what was it? Like uh, never have I ever fantasy football edition. And I put out, never have I ever had Christian McCaffrey on one of my fantasy teams in any format. And it's just like, Christian McCaffrey literally, like, kind of breaks fantasy football every once in a while. Like, he was the highest-scoring non-quarterback for many, many times. But it doesn't really matter. Like, nothing drives me to care about Christian McCaffrey. I feel like every single person cared about Calvin Johnson when he was in the league. Like, he transcended all of that stuff and that's what made him so freaking awesome and that's what made me hate him when i didn't have him on my team because sure. he was so damn good that it's just like yo you're so awesome and i like watching you play stop scoring points against me please yeah i mean it's like for the people that live in the now it's like christian mccaffrey's that thing but you know extrapolate that out eight years exactly a lot of time like wide receivers yeah especially when they hit right away I mean, you have wide receivers that take three, four years. Like, I mean, Devontae Adams, we love him, and I 
he's my wide receiver one right now. But like he took three years. To he was out. garbage after two and a half years. People like, were ready to throw him Historically bad. Like literally historically bad his second year. And then his third year comes around, he catches like what was like seventeen touchdowns. Yeah. And, and you know it, Right. So Calvin Johnson is basically like if Justin Jefferson from here on out for the next nine years is doing what it. he yeah. did this year. Yeah. Or like if Odell never got hurt and wasn't such an idiot. Like, and the thing about Calvin Johnson was like the dude was a class act. So Russ, you know how they do um, those rankings of fellow players. So like they, they pull the, the NFL players about like who's the top hundred players in the NFL. I'm the top one hundred NFL, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we pulled some of those for for uh, for these Calvin ones, and you know he consistently kind of got ranked up at the top when he was just dominating the league. You know he got ranked third, second, sixth. Yeah, who's above him? Like, who would you guess is being ranked above him? Clearly, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> once once above him, always above him? God, yeah, that's right. right. The only reason to draft him above him is he's going to be above what, him for the rest of his career. In, in what rankings is Jamarcus Russell above Calvin Johnson? Other than other than the 20, whatever, 2007, 2007 NFL draft, what else is Jamarcus Russell ranked above Calvin Johnson? Weight class? Um, we need five. Five things that he's ranked above Calvin Johnson. Um, Weight class is one. Disappointed mothers. Um, car sales. Um, hmm. Stuck on three. Just, magazine, subscription, that, mag, magazine subscription sales, because, you know, you got to raise money for your Boy Scouts troop. Sure. Keg stand time limit. There you go. There's your five. You did it. So, other than Jamarcus Russell... Who else is getting ranked above? I mean, there's always going to be a quarterback, right? Like, who was back? Was, like, Brett Favre back then? Um, dude, even if I was sober, I wouldn't know the answers to this one. Uh, I don't know the answers either, but you're just, this is... Okay, let's see. Who you can is, tell me the answers. Who are, who are the five players above Calvin Johnson when his fellow peers ranked him sixth? Okay, well, Danny Tomlinson, I think, existed for a while back then, so we're going to say him. Um... I feel like Joe Montana wasn't in the league anymore, but they still would rank Joe Montana up there just because people would were arguing that he was the greatest of all time for no reason anyway. Sorry, San Francisco right. people. I really hope Joe Montana and Marcus Russell played at the same time. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, DK Metcalf did, but probably wasn't even born back then, but he was rated above him because, you know, he's DK Metcalf. That's a joke, everybody. Um, hmm. All right, so that's three people. We need two more. 
No, see, if it was like true statisticians, it would be Chris Sims, but you know, not by his peers. Only the true, only the true understanding appreciate Chris Sims. Oh. I appreciated him much as an Oklahoma fan. I did not. He existed for like a year in my life without a really better. And only because I knew who he was because I know who Phil Sims is. I don't remember if we were recording this or if it was before we were recording that, but I've been with my wife since high school. So, like, we know each other very, very well. It was definitely in the middle of the recording, I think. Was it? Don't even remember. Um, <laughs> Love it, though. Yeah, I, to me, we've been talking for six hours. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's really, like, so, man, we've been married for a couple of years at this point, which means we've been together for, like, ten years. And she's just like, you look really deep in thought. And I go, can I tell you something honest right now? And she's like, of course. And I'm like, Whenever I look like that, like that look I had on my face, would you think I'm in deep thought? I'm legitimately singing kid songs right now. <laughs> like I'm like driving and like she's like, you look deep in thought, and I'm just like, your backyard, Frank, the backyard again. We've got a whole wide world in our yard to explore. Even before I had kids, that shit got stuck in my head so bad that that's all that was ever going through my head. So I am never thinking of anything. It's literally just kids' music in my head at all times. That's what like, is that it's, song? The Backyard again? It, it was an old Nickelodeon. Song. I don't have kids. I've got you know, a one-year-old dog. They're Pinky and the Brain. I heard one is a genius, the other is insane. I know Pinky and the Brain. Is that in Pinky and the Brain? No. Uh, okay, we'll see. Backyard, like, no, Backyard again is literally just like a little kid show that was on. Okay. I think it was on Nickelodeon. Um, so like yeah, my godson used to watch it all the time. So it's like that got stuck in my head. And like literally like even before I had kids, like before I used like I it's funny, like I start singing Disney stuff, like if you list like I host the Dynasty Game Night where I do a mm-hmm. game game based on like Disney sing alongs and stuff like yeah. that. And everyone's like, Oh well you got kids and I'm like, You don't understand. I went to frozen by myself. <laughs> like in the theater alone with families and it's just me. Like a 30-year-old dude just sitting there. <laughs> like, I've always been a Disney person. I've always loved kids' stuff because I'm so easily entertained that, like, like Disney was, like, always right up my alley. So Russ, I'd like talk. a... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I'd like a play-by-play of you seeing Frozen in the theater, listening to Let It Go for the first time. What's go- What's going on internally, externally... What's going on for you? Okay, so I can actually give you a play-by-play of it. That's kind Please of do. That's what I've requested. Oh, okay, so <laughs> I've always been like I've always been a huge internet nerd. Like back before, like the internet was everyone's thing. Like it, it's funny. Like I used to have like I used to tell people like movie rumors and stuff like that, and people were like, "No way, that's so amazing!" Now everyone reads that shit all over because it's trending on Twitter. But, like, back then, it used to be a big deal to know this shit. So, like, so like I've always read stuff. And, like, I don't, you know, I'm about to blow someone's mind listening to this. In the original version of Frozen, Elsa was a bad guy. And then they heard Disney, heard the song Let It Go. And they're like, no, no. She's the fucking hero. Change it now. And, Damn right. And I was just like, no, this song can't be that good. There's no way, like, no. And then, you know, you keep reading and you're like, 
no, there's no, like a song can't be that good. And I'm sitting in the theater, and like at one point, like she's singing the song, she's leading in, and you're just like, whatever, the song's whatever. And she hits, you know, she's like, let it go, let it go, and you're like, this is catchy, that's cool. And then it like fucking hits, and she's like, like you feel her emotion. She's like, like screaming and screaming, Russ. Like no, oh my god, no. Um, <laughs> you want to sing it with me? I'll sing it with you. Like, dude, you want to sing the entire song? I could do it right now for memory. No, just just when what just when it drops. No, I that's what I want. But... Oh, let it go. I could do from fucking memory. But like, no, you at, can't. At one point, she's like, she's like, the great thing about Indina Menzel is her voice is fucking amazing. But like, she's a Broadway star, so she's used to projecting. And in the first Frozen, they let her do it. So at one point, she they said, let her go. Yeah, damn straight they did. Like, she says, here I stand and here I stay, and she stomps on the floor, and the castle starts to go. She says what? Here I stand. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, yes, you do, girl. You stand. And, like, she, like, pulls, like, like literally, like, pulls her hands in the air, like, pulls this castle out of the fucking ground, and I'm like, yes, you let it go, girl, yes. And, like, I'm like, nope, you're a 30-year-old band. There are children around. Keep your cool. It's fine. It's good. Like it's one of the like I want. Did you and, did you stand up? I did not, thankfully, because <laughs> there's only so much embarrassment I'm willing to allow myself. We're building did, toward. Did you let them see you cry. Oh, I oh my god, I absolutely cried. I've absolutely. Um, Toy Story three, holy shit! In the scene where they're spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Toy Story three, statue of limitations on Toy Story is happening. Um. When they when they're in the incinerator and they grab hands and they just like close their eyes, sobbing like a fucking child <laughs> in the theater filled with people because of course I saw it on opening day. Like oh my god, oh, they're gonna die. And the funny thing is like people are gonna think I'm like this because I'm drunk, but actually no, I would tell the story the exact same if I was sober because it's completely true. Like oh my, there's something about cartoon characters accepting their own deaths that literally cuts to my soul. We've completely moved on from Frozen, by the way. But no, like you, like, you read so much about this song, Let It Go, already, that you're just like, it's not going to live up to that. It fucking lived up to it right away. Like, it's just like, that song hits, and you're just like, yep, nope, I, I get it. This song is awesome. It's like Hamilton. I saw Hamilton recently, which means I saw it like two, three years after it came out. And no one has saw Hamilton and been like, it's okay. Everyone who's seen Hamilton has said it's fucking amazing. I saw it on Disney Plus, and I'm like, no, yes, that absolutely lived up to every single ounce of hype it ever had, and so did so did Frozen, so did Let It Go. Like that song was just goddamn amazing. So if I were to see Frozen in the theaters right now, you better believe I will be belting along awfully, just disgracing the voices of Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel and Jonathan Groff and everyone else who sings in that song in that movie. One hundred percent. Just, I would absolutely be going nuts. What would it sound like? Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. Attending. Looks like I'm the queen. Skip forward to the refrain. The wind, the wind is howling like a swirling, swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it. Couldn't in. keep See, it. You're looking in. at you're looking at you're cheating. Heaven <sighs> owes I. I gotta try. read. 
Don't let them in, don't, don't let, let them see. Be the good girl you always had to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. But now they know. Let it I can get the motions. These are all right. No, Keep going. No, let, let it go. It go. Let it go. Back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Turn around and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me bothered anyway. Me anyway. The cold never bothered me anyway. Let it go. It's time to see what I can do to test the limits and break through. No right, no wrong, no rules for me. I'm free. Let it go. There you have it. That is the story. And these are the fantasy football stories. Was it 100% accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Stories. Also, see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the Stories Podcast Network at the Stories Pods on Twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.